Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. Sometimes you really have to hear these type of songs that kind of like, hmm, this was for me today. Yeah, it's that beginning for me. Yeah. That year would be 2021. <laughs> <For> <laughs> I probably got like five years. I <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. Happy 2022. I think for the first couple of weeks of 2022, I'm going to keep saying happy 2022. So y'all just get used to hearing it. Um, It is time for another episode. And I want to thank everyone who is tuned in to the podcast. Anyone who listened to the podcast in 2021, if you share the podcast or anything with anybody, thank you so much. Um, I just want to start the year with a lot of um, gratitude and making sure that I thank my listeners because if it had not been for you, we would not be here year six. And, you know, I think it's year six. I have to go back and look. <laughs> I always forget. Um, but anyway, time. shout out to uh, Sterling that came by and sat down and talked with me. He is so amazing. I'm going <laughs> to miss my friend. Uh, he told me to not call him DJ Nightmare anymore. Oh. He is Sterling Knight. So I'm just, you know, I'm accepting it. Uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, eulogizing me. I was like, no, not really. We just don't miss you. I almost cried. But he was like, bruh. Like tighten up, please. I was like, all right, cool. But anyway, uh, hats off to my dude. I hope he enjoys Absolutely. Miami. But there is a lot of black girl magic going on in the room <laughs> today, and it. I've been harassing this this lovely <laughs> lady for so long. Well, not necessarily harassing, but we our schedules kind of mm-hmm. just was like up and down. But today, she was like, "Hey, I'm free." I was like, "Oh, girl, <laughs> so am I. Let's let's do it." Um, I would like to introduce. I can, I cannot say your first. name name i'm terrible with names it is alatoria doctor let's let's do it again (laughs) just do it again (laughs) oh my god doctor doctor alatoria viandi cranford come on now (laughs) (laughs) they just did something to my spirit i don't know about y'all but um she is like the epitome of black girl imagine me and if you don't know her follow her on social media but her story is one for the books and she might not think so but I definitely think so and it's it's definitely our job to give people their flowers while they're here and I I follow her on social media she's no stranger to the CSRA <laughs> she attends one of the best churches in Augusta don't shoot That's me right. I know how That's y'all right. like to tussle right. so <laughs> but you know I definitely want her story is amazing and I just wanted to kind of have her on here just to inspire someone 
It takes a lot to really sit down and focus on your goals because, you know, they say tell God your plans and, and mm-hmm. watch him laugh. And, you know, I've had this plan for a long <laughs> time now and I'm on year 20 of, of school right now, mm-hmm. probably. Who knows? Right. But, you know, having a baby and life and stopping school and being discouraged kind of just put me in a position where I was like, ah. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) But then I think about, you know, I have somebody that's watching me Mm -hmm. and that's probably truly inspired by the things that I do. So I was like, you know, let me pick this back up. Let me start over again. But then you, you all, people always talk about, oh, you see the rich black girls on social media and on TikTok and all this. But do you see the educated black women do you see the rich in other ways you know rich in in (laughs) education so I definitely want to talk about that so welcome thanks for coming thanks for the invite so glad to finally make it I know it's okay (laughs) look and then I just kind of looked out the window it is pouring down raining really you made it in right before the storm (laughs) look at God so tell us about Dr. Cranford like how Mm. how did I, I listen you started from 15th street Yes. So if you didn't know, she went to the Pain College. College. Okay. But you are from a small town called Hartsville, Hartsville South Carolina. Absolutely. Yes. So when did you decide that I want to attend HBCU? How did that conversation come up um, in your home with your parents, with your mom? How did that just become like, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Well, the exposure coming up has always been HBCU. So okay. even in my elementary school, majority of my teachers were black, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Listen, we need that. Y'all hear that? Black women, but still a handful of men. Okay. Um, so most of them were black. They attended black colleges. So my first exposure was actually to South Carolina State. Mm. Everybody went to South Carolina State yeah. or Claflin. Absolutely. And then Benedict. So I've always had those South Carolina HBCU uh, exposure moments okay from being in delta gym and taking these college tours and going to youth days okay <laughs> you know so i've always been in the hbcu vibe and to actually go to one i knew that i would okay although i did apply to several pwis and got accepted okay i chose Payne college it wasn't in south carolina i was not going to south carolina state because everyone that graduated seems to have gone there okay I just wanted to branch out just a tad. Okay. So I go a little further down I-20. Mm, just a smidge. <laughs> just, just to get you out know, of South Just Carolina, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> and so I ended up at Payne College. I chose Payne College because at that time I wanted to do physical therapy. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I got academic funds, scholarships, as well as athletic. And so with that, them you, having- You play basketball? I got recruited for volleyball and basketball, but I tore my meniscus. Only ended up playing volleyball and softball all four years. You yeah. look like you give me basketball vibes <laughs> a little bit, you know. I have a little bit. Okay, okay. I tried to put up some shots yesterday. I'm a little sore. It's okay. Listen, girl, <laughs> just keep your icy hot. Listen, in your in your ice pads, close by. Late this morning, <laughs> <laughs> but I came because they had that partnership with which was, was then MCG. Okay. So my goal, okay, I go to MCG get my physical therapy degree. That was the plan. So fast forward. Graduation. Mm-hmm. Now we're at Payne, mm-hmm. and it, I'm not sure if you know her or if she was there when you were there. Um, what, what year did you get to Payne? Uh, summer 2003. I did H cop. Okay, so. I got to Payne to uh, fall 2000. Mm-hmm. But there was a lady there named Tasha. What's Tasha's last name? That worked there. Yes, mm-hmm. you give me her vibes. Tasha Moore. 
Oh, that name's not ringing. Tasha Moore. She was you know um, what area? an advisor. Okay. She was an advisor. But you give me those vibes. So <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because she kept me on a straight and mm-hmm. narrow. She was same, just everything just like you. She black girl, black school, great advisor. She really was out there on mm-hmm. the yard. Hey, you in the class today? Like That's, that's the vibe know, of the HBCUs. That's it. You out here, but did you go to class? We don't check you. We check so you. she was so sweet. So mm-hmm. she's been in touch with me f- even after pain. Mm-hmm. She left pain, moved to North Carolina, okay. but she's always kind of been in touch. And she gives me like just encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I see the Tasha Moore in you. So that's why <laughs> I was just wondering Tasha if Moore. she was there. I know. Shout out to Tasha. She'll she'll call me and she'll be like, don't be talking about me. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to know if she was there when you were there. It doesn't ring a bell. Gotcha. But I was also a little uh, distant because okay. I was a student athlete. So I didn't really mingle too mm, much. Really? Yeah. I mean, we got there a week or weeks before everybody else. Yeah. We already had our bonds. We get up, go to practice, go to breakfast, go to class, go back to practice. Practice. I used to see y'all. Over. I used to see the athletes. <laughs> Wait, I, I I was the only one that in, on my hall probably mm-hmm. that signed up for an eight o'clock class. <laughs> I don't care what you niggas say. I'm going to class. <laughs> get this out the way because come twelve o'clock, I'm done for the day. Okay. I'm done. I can eat lunch. That's I it. can lay in my bed and look out the window for and the rest of the day. And y'all got to go to class. Hello, <laughs> and I ain't really skipping class, so I'm chilling. Okay. So. um now that you're at Payne, you, you've got acclimated, you student athlete. How was just being at Payne? How was the atmosphere? How was the transition from home? How did that go for you? Well, the transition in the beginning, I was like, oh, I might need to go home. <laughs> oh, no. But like, just because, like, I didn't think I would be homesick. Okay. But, you know, pretty much grew up as the only child. My sister didn't come to, what, 14 years later? Okay. Then my cousin had come to, like, 10 So years you're the oldest. I am the oldest. Oh, me too. On all all rims. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, me too. Like, no lie. So making that adjustment, um, it was brief, though, because our volleyball team, we, you know. It's like your own little family. family. Yeah. Yeah, So, like, even now, like, some of them came to my doctoral graduation. Okay. So everybody's pretty tight still. So we all vowed, you know, we're going to be here. We're going to finish it. We're going to do this and do that. Even coming to pain, myself and uh, Dr. Bianca Stark, she's a pain grad, too. Okay. She, uh, we looked at each other when we came out for the recruitment. Uh, when they sent us, they brought us down. He was like, if you come, I'm going to come. <laughs> Listen, so we both came. We let's made, do it. We made that, made that pack, and here we are. Okay. Still friends. Still good so friends. graduated from pain mm-hmm. 2009. Nine. Okay. Yes. So notice I said I got that summer 2003. I, I heard that. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't finish my last class till fall two thousand eight. But then we had one graduation cycle of course. in two thousand nine. Okay. But during that time it was a lot happening. I had a lot of loss. Okay. A whole lot of loss. It? So just going through the motions, going to class, going to practice. It yeah. got to the point where some of the leadership was like, We just need to give you a degree because you got a lot going on. Yeah. So, you know, like heading to games, my mom called like so and so died. I'd be like, Oh, then she realized, oh, shoot, she got a game today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you call that. or do you not call? <laughs> you know, how, how do you right. maneuver that? they were that? coming to the games. Yeah. You know, they came to the games. But um, I had a lot of loss. Uh, I think it started with my dad was the first one, uh, 2004, mm. fall 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Um, my birth father, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my aunt in 2006. And then the guy that I've dated all of middle high school, oh, partially wow. college, he was killed. So that oh, took a lot no. too. My mama, my mama was worried. Yeah, as a parent, <laughs> she was. Worried. I would have been worried. Yeah, you know, she actually stayed on the phone with like all night, Aww. not really saying anything, just like just there. She know I'm up. Yeah, you know. 
So that was enough, you know, a lot. And then I had some aunts and uncles pass. Yeah. You know, it's just, and it was like back to back, like week. And, the, and these are the obstacles that you may weeks. not think about mm-hmm. that would happen, but things happen. Mm-hmm. So any, did you feel like that was, especially the death of your your ex or mm-hmm. then at the time that you were dating, but did you, do you feel like that impacted like anything when it came to like, Athletics class. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't finish till two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I, ain't I was. Say I, was <laughs> I was good. I mean, my GPA was like what a three four three five, and here I am trying to get back to the two eight two nine just mm. to have it within my major. Yeah. So you don't realize the, you know, I guess the impact that it had until after the fact. And honestly, I didn't think about the process and all of those losses and my thoughts and my actions then until. Maybe 2015. Yeah. Because we, we never think about how important our mental health is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to say shout out to everybody that takes their mental health very yes, seriously. Listen, I, people, my mom <laughs> talks cash trash about me because my mama old school. She wanted to know, you need to get pray. And I'm like, girl, I'm doing, that too. <laughs> I'm doing that. But I'm also giving this lady my $45 deductible and copay. <laughs> Every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> a sitting appointment. Listen, she I has me it. rotating on the schedule. Mm-hmm. She's like, we on for Tuesday? Yes, ma'am. And, and it's good to actually, like, let it out, not just to sit with it. So, yeah. that's why I appreciate therapy. Well, good. Yeah. So, did you, after graduation, <clears throat> what, what, what did you, what were your plans after graduation? Did you sit down and say, all right, this is what's next, or I, hell, I don't really know what's next. <laughs> like, I'm going to go back home, and we're going to figure it out. Man. I was honestly everywhere. Um, so, as I said, my degree was in biology. Okay. And my ultimate goal was to be a physical therapist. At that point, I had then researched, okay, um, the school in Savannah Armstrong has a doctorate of physical therapy. I could do that. But when I did my internship as, with a therapist over one of the summers, I was like, this is just cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Give me something else. <laughs> I don't want it. But uh, I started substitute teaching, and I love the classroom mm. aspect. But so what, t- what didn't you like about it, though? This was the goal from wasn't, from jump, though. It wasn't as exciting as I thought. Oh, okay. And, you know, and I think a lot of our students now, they get it mixed up when I see students coming to college like, yeah, um, I want to go into kinesiology, this and that, because that's what they see. Mm-hmm. So with me being a student athlete, I saw a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. It looked like the life. Yeah. You know, I just, well, see, it just, I just depends see you on, on my what game you're doing. Days, you know? Right. It just depends on what <laughs> you're was, doing. This is actually in a facility. I mean, working with all ages, which okay. was, it was cool, but I was not excited. Okay. It didn't. So you were very underwhelmed. It didn't register <laughs> with me. So I was glad when it was over. Oh, okay. But I, I was glad I did it because I wouldn't just be going into an actual field that I've been talking about all my life, but I haven't experienced or exposed myself to all the intakes of it. Gotcha. So um, I was actually a substitute teacher. I was a store manager at what was then called Sports Fanatic. Mm. Um, I, I was there for maybe like five years. Okay. I also worked at the post office. Okay. So the one on uh, Wrightsboro and the one downtown. Nice. The one on, the one on Wrightsboro, I, you know, I was like sort of male. The one downtown, they had me working like that night shift. Oh, yeah. That one day I went, I was like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> I, I th- When I clock out, I'm not coming <laughs> I don't back. I see y'all no more. <laughs> I don't I see y'all done. no more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it was just like and when things start to like ag me mm. I know that I just have to all right let it go and when I let it go I don't always have a plan I just trust the process really absolutely you're the first person I ever heard it openly admit that out loud no, I don't have a plan 
So me graduating now, don't, college. You see my eyes now. This is a true <laughs> life reaction because I'm, I guess because we always, and I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. So we teach our kids, have a plan, mm-hmm. have a plan. Don't go out here without a plan. But I still have those two other jobs. So it really, okay. you know, it's like, all right, yeah, y'all can have this. It's, just, it's not working. It's not serving my mental well. Absolutely. That's exactly what I felt. And Absolutely. I think it was some of the leadership as well. And I would not, I would not taint my spirit off the others. So that's why I that's why you are myself. so beautiful inside and out. Because <laughs> so I myself. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you know what it takes to put you there and what you don't want to put you there. Because I know who my mom is too, so I know what's in me. Mm. So I have to remove myself because she a fighter. <laughs> Mama say, I got them hands. <laughs> Yeah, she reminded us like two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Don't y'all make a mad. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I really didn't have a plan. Um, from that aspect, I still have my other job. Okay. So it just so happened, which is trust in the process. Okay. I get a call from um, the VP of Institution Advancement at Payne College. I just graduated. Okay. He's like, so how would, you, how would you like to, you know, have a regular job, nine to five? You know, I was like. Uh, sure, but what is it? <laughs> Tell me first. He's like, you know, just come up here. We'll talk about it. So me going up there ended up being like an interview on the spot and being hired. Mm. So that's when I started my hiring kick, just by saying yes in an uncertain moment. Like, mm. So what did you do at Payne? I began as a coordinator for alumni relations. They, their events, um, trying to get alumni to be involved. Mm. Then I became the assistant director of alumni relations. Then I became the director of student activities which mm-hmm. is what i requested i wanted to be moved okay um and then i was also the assistant softball coach mm. <laughs> come on now and then i went back which is a funny story i don't know as the director like they asked me to move from director of acti- student activities to the director of alumni relations which was almost i felt like it was a threat like if i didn't move i was going to be fired but i ended up being fired three months after the move yeah Wait a minute. I think the air cut off too. So it, it was very awkward. I was like, what in the it hell? Did. <laughs> it did. Yeah, I Wait was, a minute. I was terminated. Why? Well, it was also, it was during that time of where they Budget were. cuts? Yes, but it wouldn't, that's not what I, not what I was told. <laughs> oh, you know? mm, okay. I think it was more of a, um, I, I think the new lady that came in for advancement, mm-hmm. she had a, a problem with the relationships that I had. Mm. Which I normally, believe it or not, I run into those situations where women will have a problem. Women in leadership will have a problem with the relationship I may have on the campus that they're coming to. But I had a relationship in the community. Like, people give to people that they know. Yeah. So if I'm a fundraiser, I'm not just going to put my money in a stranger's hand like that. Absolutely. Especially if it's a large check. So when they have individuals that are like, oh, no, I always give my money to, you know, Miss Cranford. Yeah. You know, she didn't like that. Mm. You know, it's funny. Um, just a, a short story. I have, I find myself having that problem mm-hmm. right now. I currently coach cheer at Bel Air K eight and I, the athletic director is not of same color mm-hmm. of, as myself. And which is he cool, but I remember having a meeting and, and well, we had a, a a coaches meeting, and he told us about these uh, fundraisers he had <laughs> lined up for the year, and it was two. And I was like, "All right." So I said, "Well, how much money do we have?" And he was passing out the papers, and I was like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" So I raised my hand. I was like, "Hey, so what if we don't want to do these these two fundraisers?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, you know, write it up." 
let the principal approve it. If he approves it, cool. All right, so fast forward. That was in June. So here we are, September. Mm -hmm. And I say, I meet with my coaches, and I say, all right, look, we got $120 in our account. Mm -hmm. Our kids need a lot of stuff. We got to do something. So we talked, had some conversation amongst us. I found this website that made like it looked like kind of like Nike socks. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you the Nike sock vibe, mm-hmm. so you can de- decorate and design them however you want. So I did. So the initial thought was Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but the socks take about three to four weeks because they are stitched individually. So I was like, uh, we gonna miss that. They ain't gonna be back in time. So let's just switch it up. So I switched it up. Long story short, we raised about two thousand dollars. Okay. But this is just for, I get it approved. The principal says, great. And he orders a pair. Right. And so I get it approved. And um, <laughs> the athletic director comes to me and says, oh, how much money did you make? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, and I knew because I'm I'm on the emails every time the orders come in. I, I haven't met with the bookkeeper yet. I'm not really sure. I was like, what's up? What's wrong? I mean, I'm just curious. And so when I meet with the bookkeeper, she's black, and she mm-hmm. always look out for me. She say, "That man been up here wondering how much money y'all made." <laughs> I was like, "Man, why?" And just come to find out, he is just truly upset about the money that we made. It's going to the cause, right? And well, he wanted he had a meeting behind my back with the principal, and was like, "I feel like she should split her money with the whole athletics department." Oh. And so they call me. <laughs> she told me. Jesus. They call me and I see I see the number on the phone. I was like, Good morning. Hello. You know and I knew who it was. He was like, Hey, Miss Rose, you know, I just want to talk to you. Da, da, da. I was like, Okay, cool. What's up? So he was like, Well, you know, he's giving me his spiel why he thought it wasn't fair. And I said, and I, I felt it come. I said, Let me tell you something. I'll refund everybody their money back before I split any of my money for my kids Wow! with the whole department. So he says, well, you know, that's not fair to the kid. And you're right. <laughs> so <they> split <laughs> you're absolutely correct. <laughs> but let me tell you what is not going to happen. So just, I understand what you say mm-hmm. when you, because like I, I had a few, I had a parent walk up to me and put $500 in my hand mm-hmm. and say, Hey, whatever you need. I had another parent, her, his kid, don't he don't even have a child that cheers for me they see the drive so people support and he gave me two hundred dollars yeah so and and that's what i tried so we had another meeting after that with the assistant principal and and she's black and she's so sweet and i told her i said you know i'm not saying nothing or pointing out anything but what i am saying is i'm a familiar face the kids like me i have Mm -hmm. a good relationship with my parents Anytime I ask my parents for anything, they always give. So I don't have that problem that he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about, about parents not wanting to mm-hmm. give. They give freely to me. <laughs> Sometimes they give too much. And I be like, you want to give me how much money? Like, that's too much. Right. But, you know, it when the, the face is not familiar, then I understand, like, but... When you there have, were people around the city like, well, who is this woman? I'm like, you can't be messing up our connections, sis. Right, like, come on. <laughs> and and now the question keeps getting asked, are you going to cheer? Are you going to coach next year? Are you going to coach next year? And I guess because, you know, people like to plan things out. And I'm like, I don't know why. What's up? 
what y'all want to do? And they're like, no, we need you to stay because mm-hmm. this is what we got planned. And so I, I understand, like, yeah. we, how that would have felt. Yeah, I mean, it was it was all good, but it's just the reality of it. And I didn't mind having a seat at the table with everybody like, I don't trust this. Yeah. And that's not me speaking as an employee at that point at the table. I'm speaking as the alumni. Because like, mm-hmm. how would I feel on the outside? Yeah. When people, my alumni are starting to give, and they're giving because I'm being transparent. Yeah. Because I'm making it clear, okay, this is what your dollar looks like. Do you feel like if you would have continued in that role, because I see your drive, do you think if you would have continued in that role that things would have, like, financially maybe did a, a little bit of a turn down that pain? Oh, no, it was beyond us. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would have made a difference. But I needed the – I actually needed the separation. Because believe it or not, I had a resignation letter typed up. I would change the date on it every day. Really? Every day. So you were ready. You can ask my, my good colleague, Miss Collins. <laughs> I would change the, the date on the resignation letter uh, every day because um, I was to the point, you know, when I said start to mess up my spirit, then mm. it's not going to be for me. Yeah. And then here you have the students like, oh, Miss Cranfee can't leave till I graduate. But Miss Cranfee, you got to stay, you know. And this yeah. is not me discussing with them that, okay, I'm about to leave. Yeah. This is them seeing what's happening happening around them. Like, all right, now, you can't go. Till I'm done. Right. Ah, I <laughs> see what's going on down that's, the street. That's coming from the students. And so at that point, me changing the date every day just came, all right, God, you handle it. So when I got terminated, I was not upset. Mm. I went out to dinner. <laughs> Call, called everybody like I just got hired for a new job. I like, know, all like, right, hey, I'm y'all want to go out? <laughs> I'm ready. <clears throat> went out to dinner. I put it in my student group chat saying, all right, you guys, today is my last day. Also that day I got terminated. I... I just confirmed our, all of our alumni events for homecoming. This was in November. So all of our alumni events for that upcoming February were paid sealed. for. Oh, paid for. Left that lunch with the with the guys. Went back to the job. Got the email to come over to the main building. The HR lady met me in the hallway. I said, well, this needs to go to the president's. I already knew what it was. So even when I walked out of my office, I was like, all right, Collins, this, today is my day. And I walked out. <laughs> Went over to the You meeting. just knew it. I was... I was just as vibrant as I can be. <laughs> and I know it sounds bad, but I couldn't it be really mad doesn't. because I asked God to handle it. Yeah. Because I was not going to submit that letter. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds like someone who walks in their purpose and, and knows and understands the plans that God has for yeah. them. She was like, girl, quit playing. So when I came, I went over there. I was like, oh, what's happening? Gave my keys, my work phone. Everything that belonged to them, to them in that moment. Two officers were sitting there. So most of the people on campus, they know me as Bootsy, mm-hmm. which is my nickname. They knew me dead on the court, you know, on the field. And so even the officers, you know, when they saw me coming, they was like, what? Looking like, what? And I'm like, yeah, hey. So I signed all my little lines. <laughs> signed my lines, had my things. And then she's like, well, that's it. I said, okay. All right, well, y'all be blessed. I said, okay, <laughs> I said, okay thank you. And then I started walking out. I looked back at the officer. I said, y'all don't have to escort me out. They're like, man, we ain't worry about you. <laughs> right. I legit went down the hall of Hey Good and every I was like, all right, y'all, it's my last business office, academic affairs, financial aid. <laughs> you stop HR, like. every office. Like I legit did. <laughs> this is hilarious. Because you normally don't find out people have gotten <clears throat> fired until days after the fact. You know? Yeah. And so I went in and I knew all the people over there. I, mean, yeah. I was a student and then I started working there. And I worked there five years. Mm. So I, I've gave given pain me two thousand three to twenty fifteen. Wow. Think about it. That's a lot. I That's grew, a lot. I grew there. I grew there. I grew there. And <laughs> <laughs> I got them some money while I was there. And so I 
told him bye, put the little message in the group chat. By the time I got back to my office, and I, my colleague, she's in the group, the group too. She's at the door just crying. I said, girl, it's all right. It's all right. My you other, got my number. My other two colleagues come across the, come across the parking lot like, oh, Tori. I was like, it's all right. It is all right. I said, that's like, what you were asking about to go eat? Because I, <laughs> I didn't really eat at the lunch. <laughs> I was trying to do business. <laughs> <laughs> and so my colleague's like, you know, I'm about to go pack my office. I said, well, where oh, you no. going? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Girl, we went to uh, Applebee's because it was like the happy hour. Why he pull up and his car is packed, stuff just hanging out. I holler. Are I you say, serious? You know, my he left. <laughs> he didn't leave then, oh. but he did pack his stuff up. But he never took his stuff back in the office. I was like, "You are hilarious." You know what's funny? I did that this past <laughs> June. I, I I was at the school and mm-hmm. I was just kind of frustrated, and I took everything down. <laughs> and I remember walking past the That's two it. assistant principals, and they were like, "You moving? Like moving offices?" <laughs> I was like, "No." I said, "I bought some new decorations. I'll bring them back." <laughs> So the middle school principal came back maybe a month later. School mm-hmm. started now. She was like, I don't see no new decorations. <laughs> I said, me neither, girl. That we'll see me. what I happens. I started taking stuff out of my office slowly as I changed my date on my resignation letter. So, mm. you know, that was that. My students like, oh, yeah, we about to shake something. I said, no, y'all not. <laughs> I said, what y'all not going to do is whatever your little ride is or protest. I said, we good on that. I said, all is well. Find yeah. another way to advocate for whatever it is you want. But that's not it. So I went back to the school the next day to their chapel because they have chapel every Wednesday. Yep, you know, absolutely. And they had like a little prayer vigil thing. And they were just like crying. And even my some of my colleagues, I didn't know I had an impact on. But like, Aww. oh, my God. So, you know, that that was really heartfelt. Yeah. It felt really good. But I'm, I'm always committed to the space. Even from that day, I've never stopped supporting yeah. or sending my donations. And so when I went to uh, eat after the, you know, that afternoon, um, one of the guys was like, you know, how's it going at pain? I said, well, you know, it was, well, I don't work there anymore. Immediately. I'm going to have to start sending my money. Stop sending my money. I said, no, you're not. I said, we still need that. Right, we still need I'm that. still sending mine. <laughs> and that was the thing I really hated, which is, you know, I was never going to stop supporting anyway because right. I know how, how vital it was. And then we were a private institution. So all of that was necessary. Need every dollar we can get. Absolutely. <laughs> so now, not at pain anymore. Mm-hmm. We got a plan? No? No plan? Travel. I, I traveled for like two months. Okay. Where'd you go? Travel for like two months. Just like within the States. Okay. Went to see some friends where they college friends where they lived. Um uh went to some few NFL games. Help to support my homeboy. Good, look uh, at you. Yeah. Not really a plan there either. Just <laughs> didn't didn't have a job in that moment either. Gotcha. Like, you know, there wasn't a part time anything. I didn't have a job in that moment. And that's when I got I received the call. Every another call for a job. So none of these jobs, you're actually like on the website. Okay, such and such hiring. None of my hired so far. Black women, do you hear that? We we really (laughs) when you when you put yourself in in certain rooms and people see you and you have an impact, you don't have to worry about applying for the next job. Sometimes it comes to you. Sometimes that job just. Hey, hey, we was wondering. Yeah, so when I got fired in November, I was attending a higher ed conference in December. I said, well, y'all no longer work in higher ed at the moment. Am I still invited to the conference? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, girl, come on. They was like, man, please. So so I went, and then, you know, me there networking, someone there had to tell someone at the other institution, like, I have this this young lady here. You know, I think she'd be great for this. So the guy... Sent me a message from Southern University in Baton Rouge. Sent okay. me a message in my inbox um, saying, hey, I have a position. I mean, it's not like what you had. and It's probably lower than what you have. I said, well, send it to me. Let me take a look at it. Okay. You know, 
I took a look at it. And it was a position that I said I would never do. Really? Yeah, I, I, I never wanted to be an admissions recruiter. Oh, why not? Because I felt like I shouldn't have to choke next. Get people <laughs> you are good for that. <laughs> now I just made you sit here. But, look, made but, you sit here and talk to my daughter. That was but, men. Yeah. You know, so I was always a fundraiser. I'm always sitting gotcha. at the table with men. I'm always at the table with men as a fundraiser. That was it. Okay. So me going into this, uh, to Southern University and admissions recruitment, I said, well, you know, let me think about it. Okay. I sat with it. I said, all right, Lord, you know, what are we going to do type thing? Because I, I don't make any move without that conversation mm. and the man upstairs. So um, they said that the institution was like, well, let us, you know, fly you down, you know, take a look around this and that. That was that. So my fly around meeting people was really my hire. Can mm. you start February 1? Good Jesus <laughs> Christ. Type thing. So I had to go see just to get the vibe of the people you know, the office, you know, what's, what's really taking place. And that was probably one of the best decisions I've made. Mm. That move, going there knowing nobody. Okay. So far away, it was good for me mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, even financially because I, you know, financial burdens at pain, I really got my check on time. Mm. You know, sometimes pain had a little back and forth. Yeah. But, you know, it all worked out. So it really just was a paid vacation mm-hmm. and the VP laugh at me when I say that now, <laughs> but he knew, he knew that when I was coming, he knew he had a feeling I was going to stay long, mm. which was a conversation that we had. So it was really just the separation that I needed. And, I, and, I would actually, and I could actually go back there. Cause I really do like the campus. I like the culture there. Gotcha. I could go live back there. But, um, so how long were you there? What? 14 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until so was it, can you say it was really like a reset for you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and then in that moment is where my business birth, because of admissions and recruitment, it made me realize it aggravated me so bad <laughs> that I had to like come up with a plan. Okay. So you know how to say, you know, write the vision, make it plain. So absolutely. something that nags you so much, then there's something that you should do, something you can do for it. Right. So me finding that in that moment, that's where my business well, nonprofit then, but now business had launched. Mm. So you went from Payne College to Southern University, mm-hmm. birthed your baby. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. <laughs> so I, I, I remember going to one of those high schools in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. The students had an agony so bad. Really? Because they had they were just laughing about everything. Like, y'all really have no plans. Y'all here kiki. Oh, girl. And you really don't have Christ. nothing together, you know. And when I say nothing together, like, they really didn't have a care. They was really just going through the motion. And I guess it bothered me because it was us. Mm-hmm. Of course. So it bothered me. I got mm-hmm. in that car after that recruitment fair, and I went live on my Facebook. Like, y'all don't know what I'm about to do, but something is about to happen. Yeah. Because these students need some exposure. They need to be educated. Okay. They need to know that it might not be college, but it could be something else. But you still need to have an idea. Yeah. You can't just be out here. Some type of and you trying to be funny and inkling even, of a plan, right? You out here trying to be funny and crack jokes, but you don't even know basics. That's funny. Yeah, that's the joke, bro. And and, and, <laughs> and that's why society puts us in this little bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we expect that from Cause you because they see pieces, yeah. you know. And so with the business, it really focuses on um, college preparedness or just preparedness in general. Okay. Um, exposing students to things they may not have thought about. Okay. Um, educating them on options, making choices, how powerful the choices are. Um, so the branch, there's that branch. And then I also have like a higher ed professional branch where I do some diversity inclusion training. Okay. Um, 
and then consulting as a general. So my ult- my future goal for this is two avenues, basically. The higher ed and then the high school. Okay. So as far as higher ed, consulting um, with the actual admin and then high school with students exposing them, having workshops, having people come in and talk about financial aid or mm-hmm. having entrepreneurs come in and talk about, you know, launching business. It's more than just, okay, I got this LLC, now what? Right. You know? Because a lot, so even a lot of that. adults. Oh, yeah. I absolutely. went to the Secretary of State, got my LSC. Now, what we finna do? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't and know. It's, and it's not an overnight thing. Yeah. And so some people like to chump uh, or talk down on people getting all these LLCs. But just because they got the LLC, that doesn't mean they're going to get their first six-figure right. gig in, like, two weeks. Like, just like, like you had to build, you probably built silently. They build real loud. And that's fine. That's their journey. So, yeah. you know, that exposure is so important to our high school students or even middle school students because many of them are thinking about it early, but the exposure component of it all is where we fail to really put them out there. And like, whether it be a PWI, HBCU, whether it be trade, whether it be going straight into entrepreneurship, I tell my students that are, my high school students that are like, well, I don't know if college for me, college might not be for you right now, but you still have to be educated. Mm -hmm. Even these people that talk about people having a degree but still not making this, making that. At the end of the day, you're still being educated, right? Because you got to keep your certifications up. Yeah. You got to stay on top of things. So you can't talk down on education just because you don't have a college degree. We can have the college degree and have the business. So you that, can have the business and not have a college degree, but you still have to be educated, yeah. whether it's a degree or whether it's a certification, to stay on top of things. So It's funny because you, you, hear, you hear and you see people tear down black mm-hmm. businesses sometimes mm-hmm. on social media and – I never say anything because I don't want to be that girl, but you have to think about it. A lot of people, like you said, open up businesses or start businesses and don't have the the proper knowledge. Mm -hmm. So they're just doing what they feel is, is, Mm -hmm. you know, is right. It's necessary. And sometimes it's not right. And instead of us saying, Hey, you know, talk down on it. Yeah. Don't instead of trying to help. Yeah. Just be like, (laughs) all right, listen, girl, Inbox somebody and be like, hey, I didn't like my experience. <laughs> you know, whatever. Because I feel like, you know, each one teach one. Mm-hmm. And the more, you, you and you're right, a lot of people just started businesses because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and because of situations that they were in and, and didn't want to be in. And mm-hmm. know they don't have the proper education to know a lot of different things. Right. But I feel like if we have those discussions more so than the talk down, mm-hmm. then it'll be a little bit better for everybody because I re- I remember into DJ Nightmare or Sterling, excuse Sterling me. Um, we had a conversation <laughs> and I was saying, and I, and I brought it up because I wanted to see what he said. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I was on Facebook a couple of months ago and let me tell you, they were dragging studio about charging at the door. And he was like, <laughs> and that's fine. And he was so calm. He was like, he was like, I have nothing. He was like, there's no but in a negative statement. Mm-hmm. He was like, people spend their money where they want to spend their money. And that's, that's cool. And that's it. That's yeah. It. He was it's, like, that's it. You can't control that. Like He was like, because he was, I was like, well, because my statement was, I mean, because eight more people going to come. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's just spend your money where you want. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. You have no control over that. Absolutely. And, but I feel like if we had more of those encouraging conversations mm-hmm. or, Hey, maybe you should try it, without it being like a, you know, cause I know people get easily offended. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being like, you hey. always feeling attacked. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. 
I, I'm I'm open. Listen, one thing I, I used to work at T-Mobile. One thing I learned about T-Mobile or learned from T-Mobile, they used to always say feedback is a gift. Mm-hmm. And I promise. And if you're not receiving it, how can you grow or expand? Right. Mm-hmm. I promise. If you give me some feedback, it may sting a little bit. Mm-hmm. It might. But I'm, I'm not going to let you know in that moment that I feel some type of way because I need to really digest mm-hmm. everything that was said so that I can be like, all right, nah, are you being sensitive? So God yeah, damn you, it. Have to, you have to sit with it because some people may not have the best intention when they're arguing feedback. Mm. So you really can't accept all, it fee- all feedback. You gotcha. really have to sit with it and really overlook some things and maybe this is what they're talking about. Gotcha. Or even have that individual share, like, well, show me what you're talking about. Absolutely. Some people just like to talk. Some people out here to be critics, believe it or not. I have nothing to say. So, for that. <laughs> you know, you, it's just like they say, you can't tell everybody your plan. You know, mm-hmm. people, the power of the mouth is so, so real. Energies are so real. Whew. I think that's something that I've learned just in this year alone, how powerful words are. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, how powerful the things we speak over our lives are and our children and I was just, I've learned to mince my words a little, a little more. And I'm not that person. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never been that person, but I'm learning just, that's just a little bit of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I went through some things that just seemed so unreal. And right. I was just like, oh my God, can I believe this is happening to me? Like, what in the <laughs> hell did I do to deserve this? But, you know, you grow and I'm, I'll be 40 on the 19th. And I'm just like, are you an Aquarius? I'm a Capricorn. I'm the I'm the last day. I'm the last day of Capricorn. So, um, but I'm learning. I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm just learning to be okay with how things just turn out. Mm -hmm. I'm very emotional, so sometimes I'm like, oh my god, why? You know (laughs) what? What can I do? But now I'm like, all right, what's the lesson? Mm -hmm. Did you learn something? All right, don't do it again. I, I was probably so emotionless for so long, like my college <clears throat> years when I went through all of that. Yeah. Just numb, just moving. Mm. Going to class but not really getting the, the lesson. Yeah. The GPA drop. <laughs> Listen, it'll show. You know, it, 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 all, it all lines up. It all aligns. So, yeah. So your future plans for your business sound great, but That's are they just – are they just going to be in one area? Are you looking to expand throughout the state? How is oh, that no. going to go? So actually, I I kind of do work over a few states. Okay, look at you. Um, I just I just don't really, which is me, because I've been in school the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really put the attention to it that I needed to. So okay. a lot of my um, consulting or presentations or speaking have come from Tennessee, Texas, um, even in. Louisiana, okay. of course, on the East Coast, you know, and those are for network people that I know and they know what I do. So 2022, I am going to like really put more attention to it to like actually branch it, branch it from the consulting aspect. But I've tried small parts of consulting and creating some relationships with some high schools in the area that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, counselors don't really respond like that. But I'm also giving people a lot of grace as well as myself because it was COVID. Mm. So everybody was adjusting, and I couldn't really be upset with that. Yeah. So drawing board, you know, trying to line up line up some things on the higher ed side as well as secondary, because um, my focus is mainly high school. Okay. And then well, let me know. Admin. I know a lot of. So my my godmother is the director of CTAE for Richmond County Schools. Mm-hmm. So we can get you yeah. in a few places. So, so when just I used let me to know. live here, I would normally have those connections, yeah. but you know, I had moved. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of branch out in a, 
a few areas. Okay. So it sounds like there, a great, there, it there sounds. Are few, there are a few things. So with the whole consulting aspect and relationship on the high school side, I want to be able to go into those schools mm. and educate their students on the process to applying or just after school, after high school, what's next? Mm-hmm. I went to college after high school. I knew it was next. You know, I'm first generation student. My mom didn't know much. We're filling out paperwork. I'm yeah. just going through, you know. So then she ended up getting her bachelor's same time. Mm. So, you know, it all worked out. Yeah. Now my sister has a bachelor's science in chemistry from South Carolina State, and my baby sister is 16. So she's nice. going to HBCU, too. She's made that clear. <laughs> Did she say which one? Um, she keep looking at South Carolina State. <laughs> But we are trying to expose her to think about other things. Because she wants to do nursing. South Carolina State doesn't have it. Yeah. So now she's looking at other institutions as well. Okay. Have you you whispered any bugs in her ear about Fort Valley? Yeah, she's aware. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to put all the resources out there. It it is your choice, you know. I'm not against any of it. Because I'm always going to be committed to the space, whether I'm working at HBCU or or predominantly white. Okay. So you leave Southern, Mm -hmm. start your own business, and ended up at... Fort Valley. Fort Valley. Yeah, so I think I had hit my anniversary of being in Harriet. I've been in Harriet now 11 years. Okay. So I hit my anniversary and I made a post on Facebook. Good old Facebook. <laughs> Facebook will get you everywhere you I was need like, to be and don't need to be. <laughs> congratulations to myself on year, whatever it was. What's next? Another inbox. Okay. I might have a position. Let me know what it is. And it was perfect. That position was perfect because it aligned with my business. Okay. The whole college transition, first year, second year, it was perfect. Good. So I took it. So I just had to go down, um, do the application. I had to go through the process for all the all the positions, all the jobs. I did the application, went down for an interview, had to do a presentation. And then they wanted me to come. <laughs> oh, Lord, they wanted me to come. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds good. No, I mean, it was, it was just selfish of me. But they wanted me to come, um, I think, maybe that first Monday in February of 2017. Okay. I think I was like, uh, and I was living in Baton Rouge. Ah. So I was like, uh, can we do this next week? Next week was paying college homecoming. I, just <laughs> just had, I see the laughter now. I just to be in the building, you know. <laughs> can we do this next week? Because I'll be, I'll be in the area next week. And I was like, Sure. And so, you know, I did a little interview, went to the airport. Um, I was on a work trip for Southern, I think in D.C., and that's when they gave me the, the offer. Mm. But I didn't tell anybody until I saw it on writing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I began that march at Fort Valley. Post Southern. <laughs> Just left Southern in the wind. <laughs> the thing is, I left, and then everybody else left after me. Really? Yeah. I guess when I went there, I kind of, like, you know, they're really good at this. Y'all know there's so much more out here. <laughs> you kind of... Drop yeah, some yeah. gems along the campus. Yeah, I I am forever grateful for Southern and those people, and we're still close, still good friends. Yeah, my BR crew, shout out. <laughs> Baton Rouge. I've never been there. I love it. The culture is amazing. Like they celebrate death and life the same way. Mm. So that really opened my eyes to a lot. Um, really strengthened me being intentional. Okay. Being present, you know. Um, and I just love it. Like a flood came. My place was okay, but a flood came and like the water line is like above your head, like oh, six wow. feet. And they just kiki in and I'm looking for like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is we gonna do? <laughs> so we just moving this like nothing happened. Oh wow. You know, help a few of them, you know, move some things. But it was really a blessing just to see 
how grateful they were. You know, my life is great. Yeah. And I think I've had a new view on life even beyond that. Gotcha. You know, that experience was amazing to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how are you like, how, you've been at Fort Valley since 2017. Here we are, 2022 coming up, <laughs> or we're here. How have you enjoyed the ride such, so far? Um, it's It's been good. It's been great. Um. Working in first year and second year, you know, you always get the students in. You know, they come in with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, my last class that came in, oof, I could have boxed them all. <laughs> <laughs> so you teach a class. I teach an intro to the university class gotcha. for STEM majors. Okay. Yeah. So, <sighs> Lord. So you're like professor slash advisor. My primary job is on the admin side. Gotcha. So with first year, and I just started back advising online students. Okay, which that's another headache too. Sometimes I don't know, but bless the people, the older <laughs> people that are trying to come back, come back to school. Oh, I'm one of them. And not but my advisor call right before you walked in. But you're tech savvy. I am. I'm very tech savvy. So it, it makes a difference. But um, at Fort Valley, it's, it's really been really been a journey, okay. like um, a good one at that, because it aligned with the business. Um, I'm able to push my creativity like no other. No one really has like a handle on, well, Cranford, we need this, we need to do that. This is part of I I was a, actually able to come in and just kind of write out things how I saw them. Okay. And then when I say how I saw them as what the students needed. So many institutions have the tendency to put in policies and procedures in place that they only think about but leave out the student. I'm a very student-centered admin. Mm. I'm always going to tap the student. But I think it's because you have that relationship with them, you're able to be as transparent as you can and kind of teach them exactly what what paths you may feel like may be right mm-hmm. for them. Um, a lot of people are in positions like yours and can't really tap in with students. And I'm very transparent with them. I mean, they bring me everything from schoolwork <laughs> to personal life to their relationships, whether they're working or they're not. So they trust me in, in those in these situations and in these seats that I've served. I always ask the Lord to continue to just pour into me what I need to pour into them because mm-hmm. they trust me with a lot. Yeah. I think that's one thing about even after they graduate, they still hit me like you say, yeah. AC, this is what I got going on. <laughs> Can you help us with that? What what's what it's the guys too though. Yeah. Help a brother out. You know? And I'm I'm just always amazed, like, all right, Lord, give it to me. Because I mean, I'm not perfect, but I am pretty transparent with them. Yeah. I think I used to teach high school 2003, 2008, mm-hmm. and now I'm back. I don't teach now, but I'm coaching. And so I. it's funny because I was out Christmas holidays, whatever, and my phone was, like, blowing up. And one of my friends was like, what is your phone? I was like, it's my kids. It's my kids. They, yeah. Like, we all in the cheer group chat. And they're mm-hmm. like, Miss Rose, what you doing? I am trying to be <laughs> merry and bright. <laughs> that, uh, well, what, are we having pride? We are not yeah. talking about that. But they, they come to me about so many other things. One mm-hmm. of my girls texted me early and was like, you know, she had death in the family. She didn't know how to feel. They were out of town. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said, okay, just just FaceTime me. Just call me. So I understand. But I really miss high school. Mm-hmm. I High school was my thing. I did high school for five years. Those those kids are so different, and they get it, but they don't get it, and they don't always have a lot of guidance. 
And I just, I kind of miss being in the high school setting. That's kind of what's been resonating with me for mm-hmm. the last month or so. I love the middle school kids, but mm-hmm. they still got time. I love, I love high school. But I love the I high school like kids. I feel like when I retire, I would be in the high school. Maybe a principal or something, I'll probably retire. Gotcha. That'd be my field. I think you could, that, that'd be dope. Yeah, I got to serve as a college president first. Oh, <laughs> you hear that? Do y'all hear that? You stop. I'm going wherever she's going. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me on the list. But there's some people that are like, all right now, so once you get this presidency, I'm going to be your chief of staff. Listen, I'm going to do this. I'm I ain't even got to be that. Just <laughs> let me get one of these director roles over here. <laughs> so how do you feel like just being you in, in your journey and your studies and how do you feel like that has affected your personal life? Um, Probably a lot. Okay. Because uh, I'm pretty focused. Mm. Um, even if I tried, which I did try. To, you know, become acquainted with this one young man. Uh, <laughs> I love how she said that, like, hmm. Um, it, it, it just wasn't, and then it was distance as well, so it just wasn't working. It wasn't going to work. I mean, I said I wanted it, but I also asked the, the young man to be patient. Mm. Like, with any guy, I was like, just be patient, because I've been single since 2008. Are you still single? I'm still single. I know. First of all, <laughs> wait a I've been single since 2008. So now, when I, y'all see the, when y'all see, we don't have a visual for this podcast. <laughs> but when I put this lady yeah. picture up on the flyer, Mama, fine. I just, don't, I don't <laughs> care what none of y'all say. She is very fine and should not be single. Yeah, single 2008. Okay, and I've probably been on maybe four or five dates. I can count. But you know, I, I that that's very. The right word I want to use. I like your I like your focus. I like how driven <laughs> you are. Seriously, because I'm I I've always been, and I I probably hate to admit this right now, but I will because I'm grown. <laughs> um, I've always been boy crazy. So I can't even say that. I've always I'm talking about from middle school, probably all well through my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> But now, like, into sliding into 40, I'm really like, I don't care. Like, And see, I've, I've been there because I've, I've been so comfortable in my sofa ministry. Mm. I'm not really pressed. Gotcha. So that, there was a moment in, where, you know, my mom would be like, well, I mean, we would like to have grandkids. I'd be like, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep it moving. All right, girl. Holla back. <laughs> you know? And, um. I mean, and it's all fine. I do, I would like to marry and have kids, but I'm not pressed. Gotcha. If that makes sense. And people are like, well, you're getting older, isn't that? Well, I'll be 37 in February. I'm honestly, personally not worried about the whole body changing and yeah. age thing. Because if it's for me, it's going to be for Absolutely. Me. So I'm not worried about that. And people swear up and down. Like, we know your inbox be jumping. I said, actually, no. I was, I would receive a message from, I can be out. At a bar or you know having dinner, I will get I can get an inbox from someone and be like, "Hey, I saw you. Um, just I wanted to come over and speak." Why do guys do that? Well, come speak. Yeah, like, like, it's, it's okay. You if know? you saw me, it, I would feel better. The <laughs> moment would feel so much better if you would just come speak to me in that moment and mm-hmm. not inbox me. And then I got to see it twenty minutes later. I'm at home now, and I could have right. had a conversation. Like, oh, okay. Well, hello. I hope you had a great <laughs> evening. Um, and you know. That's that. But a lot of my guy friends, they would say that um, the problem is not really a me thing. It's just that I'm not easily entertained, mm. you know, and I can see that. Like, I'm not easily wild in another sense. I can see that. You know? So I can look at you and just be like, oh, that's nice. 
you yeah, know? you giving that look now. You like <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Next, and then my friend Trey, he'll be like, yeah, because you also correct him. Like, don't you ever approach a woman in this sense? Next time, try this. Like he's seen me tell guys. That. Really? Yeah, I'm hanging out with her, um, and it's not, you know, to be rude or anything. It's just that, and I'm doing it all with a smile. Yeah, you know, a lot I'm, of grace. I'm being very friendly. Yeah, but some guys feel hit by it. Of so. course. Well, because they feel like they can't, they can do no wrong, and don't like to be they don't corrected. Like rejection either. Yeah, they don't like, don't like rejection and don't like to be corrected. They, say that again. They don't like to be corrected at all. But Your yeah. dad ain't teach you shit. <laughs> I'm gonna just be honest. <laughs> Whoever it was did not do you justice. But yeah, you, Barbara, so. it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, just trying to be like, hey, you know, just next. I said it's okay. You know, it's really okay. Yeah. But next time, if you're really serious, don't do that. <laughs> I like her. Don't do that. You know. But I mean, I have a lot of homeboys. Uh, some, of course, homegirls, but. No one really talks to me about relationships. Mm. This is a first. I'm a first. No one really talks <laughs> to me about relationships. Um, and I guess because I am, I am one, I, I guess I also get bored easily. Mm. You know, I like a little spontaneity. Um, I hope you, I hope you guys are listening. She giving y'all the gems <laughs> right now. She's telling y'all what she like and what she don't like, oh and y'all gosh. just be prepared because she. First of all, she's beautiful and she's smart. Oh goodness! And she she's a person. She's a woman that knows what she wants. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. So I mean, I the 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 driving force of it all is like be honest because we can fix what was wrong as long as you're honest. Mm. But I can't fix. The, the lie and then the action. Mm-hmm. Like, just tell me what it is. We'll talk through it. Boom, cat. Other than that, if I have to, like, get it somewhere else and then come to you, I'm always going to have this where, and we're not going to prosper. Yes. Yeah, we're just not going to prosper. It's just not going to work. I don't try, care how hard you try to convince. It's just, it's a me thing. Yeah. Because all I asked in the beginning was, be honest. Be honest. Yeah. You know, communication is, is key. And then at times when you, Steady driving, communication, like, communicate with me. At some point, you get tired of it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't even ask anymore. You just Because it's like flow. you're talking in vain at this point. It's just like, what? Like, this is draining my energy, so I'm just going <laughs> to press pause. It is what it is. <laughs> Have you ever, let me ask you this question, and this is a question that I, I see on Twitter sometimes mm-hmm. and on TikTok. Have you ever ghosted anybody? Um, I'm a ghoster. No, nah, I'll let you know. Mm. I'm a ghoster. I'm probably that's probably another. I'm I'm a little honest. Um, I wouldn't say ghosted because I, I have a feeling I would probably see the individual again, and I just all right, <laughs> <laughs> wave and keep it moving. <laughs> I'm a ghoster. Um, I'm a ghoster because I feel like in my head I hear this voice that says, "Don't keep repeating yourself." <laughs> you said what you you, you said what, what you it said, was uh-huh. right, and so I feel like if I got to keep reminding or saying. All right, I'm done. I ain't talking no more. Yeah, so that I've I've reached that place lately. But I will I will block you, mm-hmm. delete you, and <laughs> act like I don't you think never I've existed. blocked anyone, but these spam calls. Oh God, they come so so <laughs> heavily. Jesus I haven't blocked Christ. anyone in my phone on social media. My page is public, so mm. anyone can have access. Honestly, so for people to be like screenshotting my stuff, I'd be like, it's public. <laughs> this is public knowledge. Like, I have a, whoever y'all want to send it to, just tell them to come here. It is open because uh-huh. I haven't blocked anyone. Hmm. 
That's not me. I'm gonna think about that. I block. I block everybody. That's not. I don't, I don't want you to. I guess because I always have that people preying on your downfall type mm-hmm. thing, and I'd be like, "No, nah, I ain't gonna give you access mm-hmm. to see me glow or see me happy. You just wonder. <laughs> you just wonder." <laughs> and see, that's, that's right. a word about a them feel. So me as an individual, I have nothing. You know, to gotcha. Really, to really hide. I mean, I've probably been blocked a few times. <laughs> but that's, I can't that's imagine. Be, that's beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's beyond me. Yeah. So when did you decide that I love your cup because it has Ms. Mrs. Oh. Miss and Doctor <laughs> with the check mark. <laughs> when did you decide I'm going for one more? One more one more degree. Well, this degree was what my third attempt. Okay. Because the first time I went right after my master's, but I didn't want to do it online. Mm. So I stopped. Uh, the second time I applied to UGA, didn't get accepted. Okay. And then I applied to Jackson State. Uh, after my then boss or dean saying, just apply, just apply. So I applied and I got in. Mm. And then the, where the program is set up, I flew down once a month from Wednesday to Sunday, had class Thursday, Friday, Saturday, taking three classes at one time. So I'm sitting in one class on Thursday from like 8 to 5, another one on Friday, 8 to 5, another Ooh. one on Saturday, 8 to 5. Um, and then flying back home Sunday. So that every that, week, once a month, once a month. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Month for two years straight. So we didn't have a break. So two full years, three classes at a time flying out once a month until COVID hit. And we had to do online. Right. Um, but the cohort model was, it was good for me. Okay. People out. Well, I knew a few people in there cause me and my homegirl Kendra, we were like, yeah, we're going to do it together. And we both got accepted at the same time. Good. And we finished at the same time. So Shout out to Kendra. Shout out to Kendra Sharp, Dr. Sharp. Today's her birthday. Woo-hoo. Nice. <laughs> um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Being in the classroom and the professors, they looked like me. Well, except one, but he was still a minority. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they were just so authentic. And, you know, it's in urban higher education. So they pushed our thinking and creativity as it relates to the college space and serving demographic good you know so it was really good i met some very amazing people crazy people in a good way okay uh, we've had some good times i guess we missed each other a lot because we got stuck in the elevator last well, earlier this i time. saw you say that oh girl <laughs> we had no business <laughs> stuck in the elevator late to a program that was for us because we stuck in the elevator actually it's okay but it, it was fun. It was it was funny after the fact. I was like, yeah. all right, y'all better take these short breaths. <laughs> I done took the sign off the wall and started fanning. Like, <laughs> How many of you were? Too many. Oh, man. Too many. Well, it, this has been... This has been a pleasure. I, I don't know if you got anything <laughs> from this today. It warmed my heart. I, I'm excited to have you here. I'm, for I'm thankful me. for... Just being able to see somebody that looks like me um, that's just not giving up on her dreams and not settling. And I hope that your influence to higher education is one that reaches the masses. I hope. You you, you definitely deserve that. I enjoy the space, so I'm excited about what's next. Okay. Whatever that might be. So give us, let people know where they can uh, find you just in case they have like speaking opportunities or if they have some kids they want you to come talk to <laughs> where can they find you on social media so personally i can be reached on all platforms at 
A as in Apple, V as in Victory, C as in Candy, R as in Ryan, A, N as in Nancy, F as in Frank, O, R, D, which is A, V, Cranford on all platforms. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Um, I guess those are the only ones that really matter. <laughs> uh, and then for the business aspect is at 2inspire1, T-O, inspire, I-N-S-P-I-R-E, 1-O-N-E, L-L-C, on all platforms as well. Okay. Um, we are pretty, I guess, consistent with checking our DMs. Good. <laughs> it's, my, it's myself and, and two others. I have a D.C. rep and then a Georgia rep. Gotcha. So. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. I'm glad yeah. our schedules were able to kind of <laughs> coincide so we can kind of make things shake. This has been a pleasure. I will definitely be in touch because I have an 18-year-old yes. trying to go to college. Even if it's not Fort Valley, we can still work out. <sighs> I'm just trying to get her in HBCU. She, she's not well, hearing me. She's only me. been to, what, one, right? Yeah. So, yeah, she just got to visit. Yeah. So, we're, we're, we plan on doing a whole lot of visits. Mm-hmm. In the spring, once the, the weather changes a mm-hmm. little bit, um, just so she can kind of get the feel for it. And uh, listen, don't handle kids. <laughs> Shit, bro. Well, <laughs> I'm weak. I can't even lie to you. This uh, is I rough. Weak. I mean, because you don't, you don't think, making, yeah, it, it's a real big decision. And and I, I'm more, I'm really whatever you want to do type mom. Mm-hmm. My mom, I'll never forget. Um, I got accepted to all these schools, but my dad went to Grambling and Clark Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to Grambling. It was too far. Too far yeah. And so I was like, if I get in Clark Atlanta, I'm good. And I did. And I, I'm talking about I was so excited. I had walked around with mm-hmm. my acceptance letter <laughs> on my chest. I was literally just thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, so when we're going to look, when we, I'm ready. Mom was like, we not. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? She was like, no. I was like, but my grades are good. And she was like, your grades are great. She was like, but you mentally mm-hmm. can't they handle don't. Atlanta. Right. So you're not That's going. why dual enrollment is also good for the college setting. But mm. those visits, you can you can honestly set up a visit to where you're actually shadowing someone in that major. Okay. Like go from class to lunch and so forth like gotcha. you can do that you can line it out as much as it but it's, ha- it's also planning ahead gotcha and so the whole college thing with me and my mom of course you know she had me at 17 single parent and she later married and then we're freaking out college yeah my stepdad went to college you know so now it's like i'm leading the way and now my sister's like oh yeah now i gotta get another degree yeah like <laughs> do what you feel yeah do what works for you sis a lot of, even some adults are like i'm thinking about you know going into a doctoral program and it's like I, we know you got your phd but i might be looking at the ed or some other i say what well, all i can tell y'all is one class at a time yeah like don't try to head first that thing because it'll blow your mind yeah it takes a lot of sacrifice. Listen, I'm still working on my bachelor's. Jesus Christ. It's about to be finished. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm halfway done. I talked to my advisor called today, and she was like, oh, my God, we're almost done. Uh-huh. And I was like, girl, we have come a long way. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was in college. I had a baby. I stopped. Mm-hmm. I stopped for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was just one class here, one class here, one class here. So now, the last couple of years, I've really been really serious mm-hmm. about it. So now we're at the, like, 70 percent mark mm-hmm. so it's like all right girl yes you finally <clears throat> so i'm excited so yeah that's what and then you know the thing you said i'm just it's been a long time i mean we had people graduating bachelors at 68 82 yeah. so 
I tell people all the time, like it's one class at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. this. This was amazing. This <laughs> was one of Dr. Cranford's uh, songs that she gave us that she loves, absolutely loves, and has been listening to. So we're going to listen to this, and we are out. Conversations with Mo is available on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Music Play. Please like, rate, and subscribe. <laughs>